All right. Hey, I'm Charles Musgrove with the Bean Team, and you're listening to the pre-roll for our radio show that we do, and we post this out on podcast also. Uh, the the radio show is called Business Matters, and you can hear that on Real Talk 93.3 in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, you can check out our podcast. We've got that on our website, beanteam.com. We have all of our podcasts uh, there with a description of what they are, and they link up to Apple Podcasts. Or you can go directly to Apple Podcasts and look for Business Matters. What we do in this show is we try to bring information that is helpful to the business owner. So we talk about a lot of different topics. All of those are brought to you. We have our the guests that we have are just they're experts in the in the subject matter that we're talking about. We we've had attorneys on that talk about sales tax, that talk about uh, employment law issues, that talk about weed in the workplace. Uh, we talk about the things that really can impact your success. So continue to listen to us. Uh, go to our Apple Podcast page and follow us, and then you'll get updated when we put new shows out there. Today is, we're bringing some more knowledge nuggets today, and I know you're going to enjoy this show. It's uh, This is going to be an interesting and uh, value-added show that we've got. We, we are, uh, first of all, we've got... This show is powered by Lucky Goat Coffee, so enjoy Lucky Goat, and a shout out to to those guys guys over there at Lucky Goat. Today we have David Bomber. Thank you for joining us, David. David is with the Dale Carnegie Training. So, Dale Carnegie, yes. what a name. It is. Well, uh, we want to thank you for joining us today, and, and again, this is the, we're, we're going to set up the, the the show that we do that we record for the radio show so okay let's set this up and i know that the area the area that you cover for the train the dale Carnegie training is pretty vast it covers yes. all of north florida goes up into south alabama goes into Correct. southern georgia yep um i have i have not this is a confession i have not gone through the dale carnegie training i can fix that so you can fix that so <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer so there's probably a lot of people out there that are listening to us today that have not gone through that. Yeah. So this is not this is not meant to be an advertisement for Dale Carnegie, but right. what you teach in that training and how it benefits the business. Yes. The individual person that goes through that training, how how it benefits them and why would a company say, I want to send my key executives to get this training through Dale Carnegie training. So give us a little bit of a few nuggets on that to set it up. Well, quite honestly, it's it's a program that's worked. We've we've been in existence since 1912 with the original Dale Carnegie course. Everything we do is time phased so that it's it's taken in nuggets. So we're just doing a little bit and some pieces that allow people to put things into uh, practice in their real world scenarios, and then come back and talk to us about it and share how they've been successful. So it's really designed that way. So it's easy to deal with. It's not a homework course. It's not a, you know, test taking course. It's a course to put real world things into action. So it, it is in person. So they're not sitting in front of a computer taking a test online. No, it's 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 a group of people that come together one one day a week for about three hours and work on something that's going to make them more successful. And that's really the key to it is we're focusing on how do we get better. Okay. So um, tell me, give me an example of what what one of those three hour training sessions what it would go over and how. 
here's here's what I want to get to is okay. how does that training that the individual that the person goes through how does it come back and benefit the company because a lot of times you probably have people that go through that that the company the business is paying for it yes. to benefit their key employees. Well, there's there's two things that happen before we even begin the course. The first is to find out from the company why are you sending your person or your team to the course and get their feedback from their supervisor or their stakeholder on what they're looking for. The second aspect then is to sit down with the client the the classmate and say, "What do you want?" out of the course so that we're doing it twofold. We're looking at professional and personal growth. Good. And then the instructor themselves focuses in on that when they're in the course. Awesome. So I don't want to give away all the nuggets in this pre-roll, but we want to set it up. So we're going to, we'll go into more depth on the, on the real show once that gets started. That's fine. So, um, so the businesses put their employees through that to get a benefit out of it. So let's, let's, let's go through, through that process on what that value proposition looks like and what the before and after, if you will. So the the person that goes through it before, what what do they have? What do they come out with? Let's go through that in in the show. So, okay. Anything else that we want to touch on in the show? No, I think that's that, that's pretty clear. We want to focus. One of the big keys that we get a lot of is communication. How do people effectively communicate better? Uh, we're seeing a lot of people coming in. Yes, there's the leadership and there's the people skills, but all of those are tied together with effective communications. So we're looking at at employees that need to get out of their comfort zone a little bit more, or we're looking for um, the manager who needs to relate better to their people, or we're looking at the new manager who's still struggling with the fact that they're doing their old job rather than doing their new job. So those are, those are some of the things that we see coming into a classroom that we want to work on with the individual and with the group. It's a little challenging, but it, it really comes out rewarding at the end when they suddenly say, you know what, I'm doing this better, or I see this better, or the boss says, I'm seeing them be more, commu- more clear in their communication. Now, <clears throat> assuming that you have a, this program has adapted over time, I'm hoping that when we get into this discussion a little bit later that we talk about how what the way people communicate now is text or email it's all a virtual communication and and the the human contact has declined dramatically yes. so yes. i'm hoping that you're going to tell me that this is how we address that in the dale carnegie training okay okay so that we're going to get into that i'm going to like that so um i'm looking forward to this so we're going to do some music right now and we're okay. going to go right into the radio show so right. hold on buckle up and John's going to bring us some music. All right. Good morning and welcome back. I am Charles Musgrove, your host of Business Matters. I'm with the Beam Team, and man, we have some nuggets for you today. I am so glad that you're listening. We're coming to you at Real Talk 93.3. You know what we bring to you. We bring to you knowledge and value that can help you run your business, whether you're a business owner, whether you manage your business, whether you're an employee of a business. We try to give you information that is helpful, 
that you can take back to the workplace the next day. You can do some homework and think about it. It's all to help you run your business more effectively. You know we bring in some great guests. Guests that are experts at the subject matter we're talking about. Today is no exception. We're going to bring you some valuable nuggets. You know I call them knowledge nuggets, and we got some today. Today we are joined by a special guest, David Bomber with the Dale Carnegie Training. That's me. David, listen, we had a little pre-roll of this that we recorded for our podcast, and David covers a wide geographic area where he's bringing this training, this Dale Carnegie training to a lot of people. So he covers a wide area. He covers Tallahassee. He covers the Destin area. So he's in our backyard, and we are so happy to have David join us today. Welcome, David. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So, David, we're talking training. Yes, sir. We're talking Dale Carnegie. We are. We're talking uh, – this is not an advertisement. So this is these are this is stuff that is just going to help us to know how to – what's this process like? Why do people go through this? Do they come out better at the end? So give us a little history on why, how are you the expert to tell us about making people better? What well, are they better at? Are they better at their job? Are they better at communicating? They're be- tell me that. They're better. Hopefully they're better at what their key areas are that they want to work on. Um, our program has been around since 1912. It's adapted and it's changed to the needs of the business owners and the customers that are out there. Um, but what we found more importantly is there are some constants that have existed from the beginning of, of business, and those things still ring true. And we look to see how we can bring that information out to people. And we're really not fixing people. We're really not cha- you know, making – what we're doing is we're getting people to rethink what they already know. Some and of the just, they're obvious just not stuff. Doing it. Yeah, how to communicate more effectively, how to get along with people better, how to be more effective as a leader, how to manage your stress. We, we, we've let stress become this, this overwhelming thing, and it can be changed. Or how can we just be a little bit more self-confident in how we deal with people? Well, good. Now, I'm going to make a guess here. 1912. Yes. That's a long time ago. Yep. That's before anybody thought of email or text messaging so communication at that point was what we probably need to get back to now and that is face-to-face voice-to-voice type of communication well the 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 bottom line is that when you talk to business owners when you talk to customers while yes they like to go online and do all this buying when they're buying something that's really personal really important they like to be talked to they like to have that human interaction that hasn't escaped us, and we see that from our, our customers. We see it not only from our external customers, but what I refer to as our internal customers. Our internal customers are those folks that we work with on a daily basis. They're our assistants. They're, the, they're our coworkers. They're our peers. Just texting back and forth, we lose that, that ability to communicate effectively with them, and, and we make certain assumptions that we shouldn't make. And so what, what's happening is people are saying, we really need to get back to shaking hands and, and talking to each other face-to-face about issues or even about good news so that it doesn't go into this, it just went into my email and I missed it. Yeah, I, I may be the only one out there that, that has this issue. <clears throat> but how many times do we, we pro- I've done this myself, send an email or some type of written message that is not 
we're not talking about it. It's just it goes across the the virtual yeah. atmosphere. So yeah. the person gets it, and there's a miscommunication. They don't understand the context. They don't understand what you know what was what was behind that, or what what was the what was the meaning behind that email. So I know I do that. I know I've received, and then when you actually talk to people. There's no conflict. There's no tension with the communication. It clears all of that up. Because there's there's more interaction. It's it's the key is the interaction. When we send an email or we send a text, it's read in the in the from the point of view of the receiver. So if they're having a bad day, if their attitude is not where it needs to be, or they're stressed out about something that has nothing to do with what your your information is, they can misread it, they can misinterpret it, they can overreact to it. But when we get together one-on-one, we see the body language, we see the facial expressions, we see all of the things that are important for us in communications. And and so when we, we, we coach people on what they're doing with their email, you have to think about the context in which it's going to be written. So it's it's keep it short, keep it brief. Don't go into these long, long diatribes or these long information things. Keep it short and to the point so that people will get it and move on from there. Right. All right. So... That, that's probably me just stating the obvious that if we have more uh, verbal communication rather than written through email, right. we, we have a better solution. But right. t- let's let's kind of bridge that into I want to learn about the the value proposition of people going through this training process and the outcome. So what what is what's the what's the good part of it? Obviously, there's good part of people being trained. So. Yes. Um, how do you determine or how do, how do businesses determine I want to make that investment in improving my key employees? Well, first of all, the importance is, is that we should be looking at training for all of our key employees or even any of our employees to make sure that they're, they're delivering for the business exactly what the business needs to do to grow. All right. So that's, that is very broad. So tell me, um, how, does a, how does a small business owner identify – the training that's offered by Dale Carnegie as something that I need to, my employees need to invest. I need to invest my employees into this. Well, first and foremost, we, the, the, when we look back at statistics and we look at, and and I'm going to get a little more into this probably, but 80% of people are hired based upon their skills and knowledge. Okay. But 85% of those people are retained because of their skills and their attitude attitude. So so it becomes that important to us to say do they have a good attitude? They have great knowledge, they have great skills, but if they don't have the right attitude, they're going to be a drain on the business. So the aptitude is is good, that's why they're hired. Right. But their attitude is unknown at the time you Ab- hire them. Absolutely. But, but that's how you retain them is the attitude. You, you do they want, fit into the culture? Do they fit into the culture? Does the culture fit them? Has become. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at businesses. Uh, I was listening this morning. There's a there's an issue that there's a, a, a hiring gap that we can't find enough employees to fill the jobs that we have. So so the employees that we have are valuable to us. Absolutely. Okay. The unfortunate thing is if the environment's not right, we're losing them because they don't like where they work. And if if a small business owner is going in a certain direction and is alienating his people, he's got a problem. 
So what he needs to do as a small business, when we talk to small businesses, is what is the key thing that they need to work on most to grow the business? It's all about the business. It's all about their growth so that we put it in their terms. It's not saying, hey, I've got I've got this great training program. You should do it because it's been around for 107 years. I'm talking about what do you need to get your business to the next level? And if it's communications, if it's leadership, if it's a manager that needs to be more, if it's employees that need to be more outgoing, then we can fit them into our program or a program that will work for them. And that because we do it on what we refer to as a time phase, which I always think is the best, booing in person, which I also think is the best, uh, allows them to put those things into practice. So they come to work ready to try something new, okay, with the understanding that they just have to get better at it. All right, so you mentioned one thing there that's important I want to highlight is that this training process is not them going to a training room looking at a video and they get training. So they're, they have in-person right. training done by you in this case. Right. Uh, that's looking at tried, proven, right. tested training methods. Correct. And you customize that for I, the out for the desired outcome. Yes, I'm focused. Each instructor is. Our instructors are primarily avocational. So I started out as an avocational instructor working in another business. I bring my experience to that bit from that business that I use when I use Dale Carnegie and when I use my training. But I'm also looking for ways that that the people in the room can work together to see where things are going. I had to take 150 hours of training before I could get in front of a room. So we're very well versed on how we approach each class that Good. goes on. So let's let's assume that I know we, we mentioned leadership, we mentioned communication, there were probably a couple of other items. So I'm gonna make the the assumption and you tell me if I'm wrong, but communication has to be one of the top, if not the most frequently taught, is that it? It has become more and more. Um, we used to joke. We used to joke that it was. Oh, they don't know what they really want, so we'll say communications, and that covers everything. But what we're really finding is that communications is becoming a real key, especially for small businesses and managers of teams. And and part of that ties into employee engagement, which right. is which has been a hot topic for years now. And and we've done the study, and and we, you know, roughly a less than a third of your employees are fully engaged in the organization. And that's a broad stroke, I know, and 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 whatnot. But that's the best we can come up with a number. And nearly a quarter of them are fully disengaged, and then everybody else is somewhere in the middle. A and, quarter. That's a lot. Yeah. So, so, you know, that whole aspect then means that, that you're looking at people who are just there to get a paycheck. Right. You've got a lot of people, you've got 45% of your people who are just there to do their job and nothing else. You'll never get them to say, well, I'll take on extra responsibility. And they're the ones that will typically say, it's not my job. Right. So, so you've got a third of your people that are really understand the vision, mission, and purpose of your organization. And that's great until you start to overwork them and then they go the heck with this i'm going someplace else so so we're in this quandary we have five generations working in the workforce now we still have some veterans boomers are still a huge part of it um you know there there was an article in usa today this week that talked about the fact that millennials are waiting for boomers to retire and one of the key things that came out of the aarp uh survey on it was they're easier to work for. They understand the soft skills. 
that are, you know, of communication and listening and all of this other stuff that they don't get from the millennials right now, according to business owners. And so why, why get rid of them? They do the job the way I, I like the job to be done. I believe that. But everybody listens and communicates differently. Right. And, and so for business owners and managers, it used to be very simply, it's my way or the highway. It's not that way anymore. If you if you you can't find people to work for you and you're having a problem filling jobs, you got to work with the people you've got, which means that you have to communicate the way they want to be communicated. All right, to. so that's the key. So we have to increase that employee engagement. Correct. So on the communication, we've kind of we've taken the track right now. We're looking internally. We're not right. we're not focusing right now on the external on our clients. Correct. Let's, how do we engage but you're absolutely right. That makes sense that we, if, if there's a shortage of people in the workforce, qualified people to do the job, right. and we know that retraining, rehiring is expensive, it is. then it seems to be just common sense. Let's make the people that we have work better. Right. How, so it's about the engagement. Well, it's, it's that aspect of we, we used to tell managers, and we still do for, for most parts, we tell them that the, for a manager, there's only two reasons their job exists. And in a small business where you don't have a lot of managers, but you're the, the owner is the manager, the same thing holds true. It's to produce results, which is the duh. Right. We all know that we're in business to produce results. And the second aspect is to grow your people. Because if we don't grow our people, they're going to leave. They're going to go someplace else, which means that our production will drop and we'll have issues that way. If you tie it back to employee engagement, most of the people that are partially engaged or fully disengaged are working directly with the public. They're frontline people. That's they're not, not good. They're not the managers. They're not that. It's the frontline person. Do you want somebody who's just there for a paycheck working with your customers? Absolutely not. So I found this, and you tell me if this this bears out in the training and the, the actual data that's out there, but... Right. Um, to create an atmosphere, a culture that people are are more likely to be engaged or to reward those people that are engaged, you need to create opportunities. So if that manager is training and communicating correctly to those people that are engaged, there's right. an opportunity for them to advance, yes. take more responsibility, therefore have more enjoyment out of their job, stay longer, and train the person coming up behind them that's that's the whole that's the whole process right there it's 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 all about that we used to do a thing where we do a thing on attitude where we talk about the fact that you hire a new person and that new person is really excited to be there you've hired new people they can't wait to get to work they're excited about them you sold them on the on the value of being in your organization and they're excited and they're ready to go and then in two weeks they're sort of like oh my god this is not what i bought into and they get that shocked feeling. And it's almost like going through the, the process of grief. They get angry. They, they search out friends who are sympathetic to them. And the next thing you know, they're leaving you. Right. And you don't know why. People leave managers. They don't leave companies. And you're sitting there. You don't know why. And, yes, I know there are companies that put mentors with them and all that other stuff. But if, if, if that large of a number, 45% are sort of just there just to do their job, even if you have the best employee in the world mentoring them, they're not with them 24-7. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's separate this out. So in the example you just, you just referred to that people leave managers, not businesses. Correct that they they are leaving i would i would take to what you said that that's more of a they've left because of a, a culture issue yes or an attitude yes 
um, there are situations that you may have made a bad hire from an aptitude yes. situation that that person can't do the work. Absolutely. So they may be able to fit in, but if they can't do the work, then that that's just as bad. Yes, absolutely. And 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 nothing that I'm saying doesn't have some level of an exception here. A bad employee, you made a bad hire. God knows I made bad employee hires. And you sit there afterwards and you scratch your head and go, what was I thinking when I said, let's hire this person? Um, so there's 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 always going to be those exceptions that you sit there and go, this was a great idea. It looked good on paper. It's awful. Right. So I would, I would guess that the training also goes into that situation, that how do we deal with that? Because the worst thing to do is to leave that situation unchecked and you just let that float along and it, it it can take forever and it never that those type things t- tend to never improve right we we talk about self-destructive behavior that somebody keeps doing the wrong thing or doesn't fit in and on all of that stuff the longer the longer a manager or a business owner allows that to continue the more culpable they are in the behavior itself and we'll say, if you let somebody do that, then everybody else, that, that gets back into the culture and destroying the culture. You've got this positive culture, and you let this one person or two people who just don't fit in or don't do the right things, and you're constantly dealing with them. You know, I, I joke about it, and I'll, people will say, what do I do? And I'll just joke and say, well, you just fire them. Yeah. But you can't do that. No. So you're, you're looking at it, and you go, but then the good employees look at this and say, these two people aren't doing pulling their weight. Nobody's doing anything about it. So I don't have to work as hard. And it becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy that you let them go. That's self-destructive behavior of an organization. And as a manager or an owner of a company, you let that go. You're just as guilty of it as if you'd done the 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 uh, the disbehavior yourself. Self. Right. So, tell, so it sounds like a lot of this, um, I know the training that they go through and the improvement is, is for the key executives. A lot of it has to be changed or acknowledged or addressed at the top level yes so do you do is the train do you ever do the training where it's just the the very top of the organization we encourage we encourage top executives or owners to take the training if for no other reason to understand what they're getting into and getting their people into and see how it can impact them right um uh, I have a class currently going on here in Tallahassee, and I have three top executives from, from an organization in it. And at the same time, I have uh, another company that, that uses our training quite a bit, and they're all, you know, mid-level. they're all employees or mid-level. Okay. So so it's always a mixture. Too often the owner says or the, the top manager says, you know, I'm, I'm at an age where I don't want to change i don't need this training and whatnot when the reality is is we can do all the training in the world but if the top manager doesn't buy in it's not going to happen it's not going to happen right so we encourage we encourage them first and foremost to come to a, a, a session to see what's going on does two things it gets them aware of what the training is all about and then the second thing is, is it, it supports their employees right you know i'm not just sending you to this to fix something I'm, i've bought into it and and those that are committed to change committed to making things right will always show up or will get themselves involved or will take the training as a solo by themselves before they send their people through all right before we run out of time tell me this does your train how do you deal with more verbal more face-to-face communication within an organization and less of the email text, especially with 
with communication that may be may have some some friction to it. It, it still goes it still goes back to the culture. If you've learned the tra- if you've learned to communicate more effectively with people face to face, you have the manager or the senior person has to get out on the floor and do it. If it's good news, they need to be doing good news face to face. If it's bad news, they need to get into their their uh, uh, their office and deal with the bad news that way. And and the nice thing is, is Mr. Carnegie wrote a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, which covers and makes suggestions in all of those areas that that can help you. Our programs will allow a business owner to put it into practice what he's written in the book. I like it so. Do you do the um, how to remember people's names? Yes. Is that is that like day one, session one of the training? It's, it's kickoff. It's a kickoff. It does a couple of things. We talk about memory and remembering names, A, because it's probably the worst thing that people have a problem with. And second of all, it's a great confidence builder because it makes people relax a little bit more and have some fun. We do it in a fun way so that people, you know, don't are taken a little off guard. So it's all the memory and all of that is done right up front. We practice it. We do it. And people have a good time with it. I like it, man. This has been good. Um, We see on the national news that unemployment is down, but we see the effects of that in our in our business that we that we run. So there's less of an available workforce. Correct. We want to reduce the cost of retraining, rehiring people. Right. We want to. Here's the other thing. We want to make the work environment, the work experience for our employees good yeah we're not asking you to group hug and sing kumbaya all the time but they should like to come to work yeah it, it because people that are happy doing their work they're going to do it better that's right so is doesn't that sound like the perf- the perfect deal right there it, people are happy you're happy as the business owner because you got people that are happy they're doing a great job and they want to come back to work tomorrow that's what you see in all successful businesses is you see people who are really happy about what they're doing and the boss is a happy person and is involved in what they do day to day all right david bomber dale carnegie training you've been listening to business matters i am your host charles musgrove bringing it to you on real talk 93.3 check out the recordings podcast go to our website beanteam.com Listen next week, 11.30 a.m., Real Talk 93.3. Have a blessed day, a great week, and see you next week. Peace.